is up, everybody? Welcome back. Oh, my God, it feels good to be back. Welcome to the Just Joe podcast. I believe this is episode 24. It's been almost a year. It's been nearly a year since I've uh, I've uh, done one of these podcasts. I think it was last April was the last one. and It was a self-podcast where I just kind of talked through a bunch of things that were going on at that time. At that time, we were in uh, lockdown, uh, and a lot has happened in between that podcast and this podcast. That is an understatement, I think. The understatement of the year and of last year. But um, it was time to get it back up and running again. Uh, I guess you would call this season three. Um, in the past year, if some of you have been following what I've been doing, I've had to completely flip my business around from pretty much losing all my gigs uh, to finding a new home on a platform called Twitch, having rapid success on there uh, as I got affiliated and eventually got partnered within the first six months and uh, I've amassed 13,000 followers and, and just, I could spend an entire podcast just talking about what that journey was. But I think we'll talk about a little bit more in this episode when I get my guest on here. Um, I didn't want to be this silent with the podcast for this long, but it ended up happening just because of obvious reasons. We had a pandemic. We're still in a pandemic. I spent most of the time in the past year at home working on my studio, working on flipping my business. So the podcast had to take a back seat. And the other thing was, is trying to figure out how to record this damn thing. Because all my guests going forward are most likely going to be on the phone until we get to a point where I can bring them into my new studio. So recording a phone call and having it sound good and doing it without having to do 35 workarounds through a computer to record a phone call, I finally broke down and bought a new piece of equipment this week called the Rodecaster Pro. It is specifically, specifically made for just podcasting alone. So um, I dropped some coin on that. I have a new podcasting studio to go along with my music production studio and my Twitch studio. And now I have the ability to take phone calls. So um, I've lined up a ton of guests. My plan is to get them back out once a week. And if possible, maybe start doing this twice a week. Uh, part of it is I'm looking for a sponsor, two, three, four sponsors, you know, to help me offset the production of the show because I do have producer Cody on here. Uh, he'll be handling all the back end duties once I get done with all this. And uh, just a way to be able to uh, get the word out to local businesses or national businesses. So if you're interested in advertising on the Just Joe podcast, simple as that. Hit me up at justjoe at justjoe.com or find me on my socials. Uh, I'm sure I'll wrangle up some uh, some people. Uh, but either way, I just wanted to get this thing up and running again. So before I sit here in Babylon too much longer, um, my first guest back is going to be a dear friend of mine, the man who pushed me to do this podcast in the first place, the guy that got me into radio from K-Rock, Josh Grosvent, otherwise known as just Josh or Fat Brother or whatever, how you know him from over the years. He's had an illustrious career. I think that is the word. As a uh, Started as a stand-up comedian, uh, making a living doing stand-up, and then came back to Syracuse and settled down, got a job as, uh, as an, he was an he was like a part-time guy for Ted Namey on 93Q and then eventually rolled into a show over on 95X and then eventually landed over at K-Rock and now the morning show is his. 
and it has been his for quite some time. I've been on the show. I haven't been on the show in, I don't know, I'm only a couple of times this past year uh, due to the pandemic, but I really just want to get to the guests. Him and I are going to talk all kinds of things of what happened both of him and I over the past year, uh, how we've uh, navigated the new business, talking about new business models probably for musicians and, and art people alike, and also some side hustles that both him and I have come up with. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 24, season three, ladies and gentlemen, Josh Grossman. Welcome, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's up? Nothing. So... What's been, what's been going on? <laughs> you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. It's weird to like to do a podcast because we text each other every day. So it's like for the podcast world, we have to play catch up, but we already know we like we know what's going on right. in, in each other's lives yeah. pretty I, well. I, I had that happen once. I was doing a podcast with Big Smoothie, and halfway through the mm-hmm. halfway through the podcast, I hit my foot hit something and it unplugged the entire unit. So then we had to start over. So then we had to act like that. We hadn't been talking for like 20 minutes already. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. It's so bizarre, but I mean, so the past year, I mean, you and I both have had to like just navigate through some really weird times, but on the flip side of this, I think this kind of pushed us towards a direction where we were already headed anyways. And it just gave us some time to kind of like, you know, not have to worry about the other bullshit and then focus on things that we really wanted to accomplish. Right. Yeah. I think it's weird because if you would have told us individually back, you know, almost exactly a year ago, like March 15th or whatever it was. Yeah. Hey man, a year from now, things are going to be really good for you. We would have, I would have never believed you. You know, like I would have been like, what are you talking about? Everything is falling apart. I go, I went into full panic mode. You went like the, the difference between you and me is that I have a steady job. Your whole life is live gigs. You lost like what? 200 something gigs in a day. In a day. Yeah. And I'm freaking out because, you know, I work in the world of media and we pay our bills with advertisers. And when money gets tight, when the economy changes, the first thing every business cuts is their advertising. <laughs> so I'm sitting there freaking out because it's like, all right, so what, what are we going to do? You're sitting there freaking out. And then here we are a year later, I think better off than we've ever been. Right. Right. I mean, well, one of the weird things was like I I sent you a screenshot a few weeks back. It might have been even further back than that. I think it was in the fall. I mean, time seems to go by. It was in the fall of this year, and a, a memory came up on my Facebook, and I'm like, you know, I'm really thinking about trying to jump over to this Twitch platform, and and I think this, you know, and start pulling back on live gigs and stuff like that. And that was October of 2019. And I was wow. like, I already, yeah, it was like, I was already seeing where I wanted to head because you were already saying like, dude, you really should get on Twitch. I think you could probably replace a gig or two, you know? And then here we are a year later, I'm literally next week, March 14th would be my one year anniversary on Twitch. I've amassed thir- just about, I'll probably hit 13,000 followers tonight on my stream yeah. partnered. And, you know, I have, I have it by the balls, you know? So it isn't weird. Like, the reason that I just had a feeling that Twitch would work for you is because, yeah, like musicians would stream, but there was no way for them to be paid directly by somebody. Like we, we were we were streaming our morning show on YouTube for a while, and it was all right, but I mean, it just wasn't the same vibe. And then I just started seeing this Twitch platform, and we used it just because I liked the interface better, but that's back when you, know, when you were coming in the studio, and I would see these gamers getting money 
And then there was a, a you know the thing called Twitch Sings where people are just kind of like doing karaoke. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn! I swear to God, if a musician was to get on this, and there were musicians obviously, we know plenty of musicians that were already on it. Right. But like, you're the only one that I knew. So I'm like, I bet if Joe got on this. And it's funny because you're, you're exactly right. I was like, you could maybe replace a gig. You know, and I was like, <laughs> you might be able to, I don't know, not to do a Thursday gig or something. And now it's, now it's all of your gigs. Yeah, it's all my gigs. And, you know, I had a conversation with my ex-wife yesterday, you know, because, you know, summer's starting to come and, like, I got, you know, all the weddings that I was supposed to do last year pretty much happening this year. So, you know, we got some, you know, and they're going to start – letting loose some guidelines. I read today that, you know, they're going to be opening some of the concert venues and giving them opportunities to get at least some people in there. So I know that the live world is going to come back in some sense, especially it, it, I mean, it did last year. So, you know, for the summer, but so I'm sitting there going, okay, she's like, well, what are you going to do? You know, I'm like, well, I'm, it's going to be a hybrid now. You know, it's going to be, Twitch is my main focus. That is, you know, that's where I'm going to spend four, four gigs a week, you know, um, um, you know, possibly five or extra ones that I do like that and then supplement the live gigs when they make sense to me. So now I can just kind of pick and choose where I want to play, how I want to play, when I want to play and, you know, and just kind of do that. And, but it's going to be a tough balancing act because my old brain is going to want to like immediately fall back into bad habits and be like, well, I'm just going to book all these gigs, book all these gigs. But I've spent all this time on Twitch and it's like, I'm not going to abandon Twitch because here's the thing with Twitch is this is, there's literally millions of people that are going to discover you and at any second, you know, where it's exactly like, right. It's no offense. I'm going to go out and play live gigs and, and my musician friends are going to go out and play live gigs. And it's no offense to everybody in this town, but like, you know, how many times can they see me play, you know, at a venue every weekend and week out where it's like, well, I'm not on there at my regulars, but then I also like, it just exponentially each week, there's somebody new, somebody new. It's just like, it grows so fast. It's way bigger and there's no, there's no earning cap, you know, no. like you play a gig, you get your 200, 300 bucks, you go home, whereas you can play a Twitch gig and you play as long as you want yeah. for as many people as you can imagine. And if they tip the shit out of you, <laughs> it's way more profitable. Right. I mean, I'm not going to dis- disclose like what I've made, but I mean, I've gotten to a steady point where like no matter what i turn my camera on i know i'm going to make at least that you know and 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 that is pretty much what i was making when i went out and played a gig and i'm not leaving my house and it's i mean here's the thing it's allowing me more time in my life i've gained time more than anything else my overhead is lower you know my time with my daughter is spent more i'm not shuffling her around you know like i said to somebody like instead of like running out I was trying to just come home all the time when I was playing gigs. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, I gotta, I'm gonna go to the store right now because I need to get out. <laughs> you know, it's it's become the other. Yeah, way. how cool is it to like? I got to experience this a little bit. I mean, I I get to experience it a little bit with like Whiskey Wednesday and the house parties and stuff. But there was like a ten day period that I had to be on quarantine because my son had an exposure last November, and to just walk to another room in your house to go to work <laughs> and like. I know for you, like you have custody of your daughter on certain days. So it's like, all right, daddy will be back in the office. Right. Working. Like you're still working. Right. Right. Like I just, before I started the podcast, I went out to her and I'm just like, Hey honey, you need anything before I start? And if you need me, just come in. Even, even during Twitch, you know, I'm like, Hey everybody, I got to go, you know, get her something or, 
uh, get her settled or anything like that. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, yeah, take a break, you know. And sometimes I can take mm-hmm. a couple minutes or, you know, no, it's not like at, at a gig where if my daughter needed me at a gig, it just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be possible, you know. So I know, and I just like I, you and I have been saying since the beginning of this, we're like, all right, well, when's what's the turning point going to be? Because you see, everything has one, you know, like MySpace, and then you know, YouTube hit the turning point, and. For some reason, I don't have that feeling with Twitch, and I hope I'm not jinxing it, but I noticed, like, you know, and I noticed you're, you're the same way. Every single month, my number grows, yeah. knock on wood. Every single month. Like, if I go back, I mean, obviously, I was on Twitch before the pandemic, but if I go back to those days, a good morning for me is I would look at my viewers, and there'd be, like, 35, 40 viewers. Then the next month, it'd be, like, 45, 50. And then every month, that steady number, like, you know, not the spikes and, you know, not the right. weird dips, but just that always watching number continues to grow to where we're, I mean, it, it can be like a Tuesday morning and we'll have 150 people in there just watching us. And it's so cool. I know. I, I, I thought about and that. People from all over the country. It's like, Hey, I found you from Vermont or Hey, and this is so-and-so and it's a whole new community. Yeah, it is. And, yeah. and, and, and reaching people that we could have never like, you know, Sometimes I'm like, man, it's been such a weird year and it's been hard and all that stuff. But like, then I'm sitting here thinking about, it. I'm like, man, I wouldn't know, you know, I've become really close to my one moderator, Carla, like really close, like become yeah. good yeah. friends. I've never even met her in person. And there's other people yeah. in that community. Like we, I would have never known they existed unless this pandemic happened. And, you know, and she brought something up the other day. She goes, do you remember back in August when we were just like, man, we can we just hold a 75 average if we hold that 75 average can we we can apply for partnership 75 average yeah, and, it's I like, know. and it's like now it's like you know i'm it's like last night was you know two three hundred people and that's two three hundred yeah. is my average like that's what a normal night is you know yeah and every even we went back a month ago and we're like it was like 150 to 200 and like every month it just keeps going but i don't see it turning but i don't see this i mean Will it always be Twitch? I don't know if it'll all be always be Twitch, but I think this type of you know programming or platform of some sort they ain't going anywhere. People love this, and the yeah, because, yeah. Go ahead. I I just think it's because there's no wall, like there's no like there's nobody between us and the and the consumer anymore. You no. know, like it's you don't gotta go through somebody. It, it's like. In radio, they would call it syndication, where it's like, I want to be in all these markets, and now we are. I mean, we're essentially a syndicated radio show. Right. I mean, you before you had to be filtered, you know, like you were filtered through MTV. You were filtered through yeah. a syndicated national radio show. You were filtered in some way by somebody. But now it's like, man, you it's, you have the power to be able to do that. And I mean, I talk to a lot of people. I'm like, how do you get discovered? And how do you do this? And I'm like, man, it, everybody's journey is going to be a little bit different. You know, I came to the platform with a little more juice than most other people for, you know, obvious reasons. One, we already had you, you know, K-Rock already had, you know, um, a Twitch page going. So, you know, people were familiar with that. Uh, I jumped on the platform when nobody had literally, everyone had time on their hands, you know, and they were looking for something to entertain themselves and turn off the news. And, 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 you know, but other people I know that have been on the platform, it took them, you know, to get partnered. Someone like uh, Tyler Lev's music, he like, it took him like f- three or four, f- four years to get partnered. Yeah. That dude was just yeah. slugging and he did it. And some people want this instant thing. And it's like, I can't tell you when you're going to get those things and how to do it. You have to, well, I envisioned my Twitch channel when we first, when I first started it, 
is nothing is is only a portion of what I actually expected it to be. It's, yeah, it's more. I've let the community. It's just like any TV uh-huh. show. You know, someone's seen a TV show and they're like, well, you know, the ratings are showing that we really don't like this character. This character is undoing it. So you kind of write that character out and you start going to where, you know, people are starting to do that. And that's what we do. And we constantly do that. We're talking about how we're going to switch up the schedule come summer because people are going to be out and about more. I'm going to be playing some right. more weddings and stuff like that. Uh, and the community's always like, yeah, just, you know, we'll just, what if we did this and that? You know, and we kind of like figured out how we'd have the summer season of Twitch, you know? I want to talk about what you did in the past year. And I mean, you had this, you had something already cooking, literally cooking before the pandemic started. And, uh, you launched a liquor company right right now, whiskey with more stuff along the way. And it's become, it, did you expect weekday whiskey, which is the name of the whiskey? We'll, we'll have links to it and all the socials on this podcast. Did you expect it to do this well as, as it's done honestly? No, no, I I didn't. I you know you kind of I know I didn't because I've never done anything like this. Like go back to March. You were you're right. It was cooking before March. Like I had I had an idea, and I wanted to have a liquor brand. I figured I was spending all this time with the Whiskey Wednesday show, and people are always like, "Hey man, what's a good whiskey to drink? What's a good?" You know, I don't drink a lot of whiskey. What's a good starter whiskey? And I'm like, well, why am I not just coming up with one? If I have the people asking me, why don't I do that? So I start stashing away money. Like, you know, I'm cutting back on things. I'm not, you know, I'm not a rich guy by any means. It's, it's just, I don't have, you know, the means to invest a ton of money. But I'm right. putting away like a few hundred bucks every uh, every paycheck. I'm like, all right, this is going to be the whiskey money. This is going to be the whiskey money. Probably for five or six months. And then right before... Right before the um, pandemic, I worked for the Levines. I work over at Galaxy. I, I met with Mr. Levine, and I go, hey, I are you okay if I do this? I want to launch my own whiskey brand. You don't have to have any part of it. I'm not asking for free advertisements. I will pay, pay for advertisements. And he's like, I love it. I love entrepreneurial spirit. Go do your thing. We had an agreement, and we're ready to go. And I was stoked. And then March happens, and... I expected, like I told you, everything ends because I'm like, well, there's no way that people are going to be spending money on advertising. There's no way that, you know, Galaxy is going to keep us on or maybe we'll get cut hours or whatever it is. So I'm like, there goes my whiskey money. And, that, and that's what I, I told my wife. I go, I'm, I go, we're either going to have to have, I just predicted we're going to have furloughs or we're going to have layoffs or something. I had that money stashed away. And I can live off that for a couple of months until I find another gig or whatever happens. I didn't know, but I, the, the whiskey was dead at that point. Um, I was like, this is what, this is going to be my new, my, my money. This is all I have. And, um, we have a, we have a zoom meeting. There are no layoffs. Uh, Mr. Levine and, and galaxy found every way possible to keep everybody on staff. We had to do just a very reduced pay so that, um, it was like, a, you know, they had those PPE loans, all that stuff just coming out, whatever. It's neither here nor there. We, 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 everybody agreed to take a, take a cut and pay so we can weather the storm and then come out on the other side, which is what we did. And when we did that, I could still pay my bills and there was the whiskey money. And I was like, all right, let's just throw caution in the wind. Cause they always say there's the, 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 uh, recession proof business is booze. People buy it and they want it. Always. And they're they're always going to buy it. 
and I see the article start popping up of, you know, liquor sales going through the roof. And I'm like, well, we got now the time, now the time to go. Yeah. So I spent, I spent the next four or five months doing all of it, researching products, figuring out what I wanted to have for a whiskey. I designed my own label. I pick out a bottle. I'm, I'm working with lot one and they're coming up with the, you know, the process and all that. And then in October I launched it and just behind the scenes stuff, the way my whiskey is, is sold is I, I purchased, it's created by lot one and I basically purchase it by the barrel. Meaning yeah. they will make enough for a barrel of whiskey and then that barrel becomes, you know, however many 600 something bottles or whatever. Is that how many so like, bottles right, are in a, in a barrel? Holy crap. Um, yeah. That's, well, because you got to understand barrel proof is not what goes in the bottle. So a barrel. So my whiskey, when it's in the barrel is about 113, 114 proof. <laughs> and then what you do is you proof it down with water or whatever you want to use to get it to that, you know, 80 proof, which is what mine is that you can, I can sell a barrel strength. It's just, you don't make as much money, but yeah, that's how you stretch a, a barrel of it. So when we started the plan, I had enough money to buy four barrels. I could afford four 52-gallon barrels of whiskey to start my business. And that was like if I bought the bottles and I bought everything, that was the investment I could afford. And I'm like, you know what? What's that? No, I was going to say, well, if it all f fell apart, at least she had enough whiskey to get you through the rest of the time, you know? And that, <laughs> and that was the joke. I was like, what I did when I bought it and when I, you know, gave them the money so that they can produce the whiskey, it's a locked one whiskey, but, it's, you know, I'm the sales rep for it. And when they did that, I'm like, all right, either I just spent more money than I've ever spent in my life and it's going to become a profit or I have just a bunch of whiskey that I'm going to drink now. Like this is my whiskey for the rest of my life. Like, well, I, I don't have to buy any more booze. Right. I don't have to buy any booze anymore. I got enough. You know? so, I, so I'm like, all right, four barrels. I can afford four barrels. That's a certain amount of money going in and then I can, you know, uh, make enough money on the other side as a profit and my whole game plan was just going to be this is a dba that i put money aside to retire someday like i don't want to spend it i don't want to think about it i want to do everything by the book and just leave that money alone so i'm like if i can sell four barrels of whiskey a year that's a nice chunk of change that i could live on in retirement and that was my plan and we emptied the fourth barrel in december so october <laughs> november and december we emptied all four barrels. That's crazy. And now I have two more. I have two more being created right now that we're going to tap pretty soon. How how long does your whiskey take to you know from start to finish? Because I mean, there's whiskeys. Obviously, we all know that you know. Well, there's Pappy the eighteen and this twelve and yeah. this eight and. But how long does that whiskey? Because this whiskey is not like those whiskeys. Tell what, it's a what, three what's, year age whiskey. Okay. So it's three years. So it's the product that Lock One has. They have access to it. They just Without getting too technical, it's kind of a whiskey that you can use to either make a flavored whiskey or you can use it for different things. But nobody has released it as straight wheat whiskey. I mean, there's no real, there's no real wheat whiskeys except for like a Weller's or like a Bernheim. Yeah, because the first really time I tried yours, I was like, "This is this is so different." And you and you said that, and I'm like, "Man, what? Why is this so?" different and you, you said that and I'm like man I don't even see that on the market so it's like not only did you find something that people are digging just because it's you behind it and people want to support you and it's a good whiskey but you're literally tapping into a, a side of whiskey that like people don't really get into you know they're in the and that's what I told what I so 
started talking to Brendan at, at Lock One about this, I go, I want this to be a whiskey, a whiskey for somebody that has, doesn't like whiskey, or they don't, they, they or they had a bad experience with it. They, they think of whiskey as like their grandfather's whiskey. <laughs> I want it to be fun. I want it to be easy to drink. I want it to be, you know, something that doesn't burn. I want it to be something that doesn't give you a hangover. So he's like, well, have you ever considered a wheat whiskey? He's like, I got a wheat whiskey that. You know, is it, no one really markets wheat whiskeys right now. And I tried it and I go, dude, this is exactly what I want. And he goes, well, then you'll, you'll have a wheat whiskey. So Lock One made a wheat whiskey, the weekday whiskey. And the other reason it tastes different is because it's non-chill filtered. So what that means is if you look at uh, any normal whiskey, it's really clear because in the process of distilling, the liquid picks up a lot of like that barrel char and like the colors that come out of that and even like microscopic wood chunks, all that, all that stuff is flavor and it's really, really delicious, but it gives whiskey a cloudiness to it. So if you ever look at my booth, if, especially if it gets cold or you put ice in it, it'll cloud up because it's not chill filtered, meaning those things have not been filtered out. And more whiskeys are doing this because they're recognizing the flavor is awesome but a lot of people still chill filter because it takes all the color out and they don't want to scare people on the, on the shelf. Right. I'm not a Jameson. I'm not a, you know, a big name. I don't give a shit. If you like it. Awesome. I don't, I can explain to you and the 12, you know, liquor stores that carry it, why it looks like that. So I got nothing to lose by putting out something that tastes a little different that people aren't really used to. And they clearly like it. They are buying a lot of it. Yeah, that's correct. I mean, so there, there is plans. I know that you have plans of launching other line, you know, other, other things, like genre yeah. vodka or stuff like that. And, and, and going forward or a rum, or I don't, I don't know what you got completely up there, but I know that this is just the beginning of more, you know? Yeah, this is the beginning. I want to do, I'm, I'm, a, I'm definitely going to do a vodka. Um, there is, there is such thing as a wheat vodka that a lot of people have never tried either. So, um, mm. I have access to some wheat vodka that's very similar to the wheat whiskey. It's, it's not as bitter. It's not as, um, it doesn't have that burn to it. It's a little sweeter. And you're just going to have, so wh- you're going to have vodka that tastes like vodka. It isn't going to be like, Oh, this is, you know, yeah. bacon vodka or marshmallow vodka. Yeah. yeah. No, it's vodka. I, I'm, I'm having whiskey flavored whiskey and vodka flavored vodka, <laughs> but they're just going to be fun. Like I'm not. Once, once the vodka comes out, which it might be sometime this year, I don't know, I want to get this, you know, the whole, the world right. I want to figure out, I want to make sure I'm doing everything right. Yeah. But once I do, I'm, I'm not going to be above saying, yeah, dump this vodka into some great Kool-Aid and drink it. Like, I, it's going to be, it's literally booze for people to want to catch a buzz. Like, I'm not trying to tell some story and not try to, <laughs> you know, like, give you the history of my distillery. I don't have a distillery. I'm just a guy that... Right. Had, had some friends make some booze. Right. It's not going to be like when I got like a bottle of Jane Walker or some Jefferson's, like some of the bottles that I have here at the house and you read them and they're like, you know, on this cold, dark night in 1794, Jim, James yeah, Walker's right. Jane's sister, blah, 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 tells this whole story. It's like, nah, dude, yeah. I just want kind of made, I wanted to make some booze and here it is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's what it is, man. It's that tradition. Those are the people that you and I grew up with that live with us, you know, live around here. And yeah. they're like, yeah, what is it? Can I afford it? A, and is it going to give me a buzz? Cool. I'll buy it. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's, it's just been crazy. I'm, I'm glad it's, it's really cool to like, you wonder if the pandemic didn't happen, if you would have had, you know, you, you kind of wonder how it would have rolled out, if it would have rolled out this way still. 
you know, or if you would have had the time or, you know, like, I think the one thing the past year has taught me is that this gave me an exponential amount of time that would have taken me three years to be able to accomplish what I really wanted to accomplish, you know? And and that's what I'm afraid that some people, and I don't want to just say musicians or, um, and I just, I want to say anybody, if anyone would just kind of sit well, I'm just waiting for the world to come back, waiting for the world to come back, waiting for the world to come back. And now everybody this week's on social media, like, Oh my God, a year ago, this is when this happened. And I wanted to be like, all right, so what have you done with the, what have you done with the past year? Mm-hmm. Like, what have you done? I'm not going to judge anybody if people want to wait for it to come yeah. back, but it's like, don't sit there. But I don't up. think, I don't think it, it doesn't come back. Bro. I don't think it comes no. back. No. How they're remembering it. It'll never be that again. No, it's going to be very, very different. I've had, I've had so many conversations with people in the music industry, whether they're fellow musicians that are not only around here, but around the world and people that work in the business on that side of things, creative types, uh, you know, and I just read and read and read and, and I just, everyone's like, dude, we are never going to see what we saw before this. And like, part of me is like, why do you want to see some of those things? Anyway, right. I mean, I mean, some of those things you want, want to come back. I mean, we want the concerts to come back. We want the things that we really miss, but like certain parts of it, do you like, do you really miss that? Because we are really on an asshole trajectory on so yeah. many levels and we still kind of are, but it's like, we just had the opportunity to, to kind of change those yeah. things, you know? I, and I feel bad for some of my fellow musicians that are just realizing like, wow, when the gigs come back, are, are there going to be enough gigs? You know? Cause now, you know, I got a ton of musician friends that are working day jobs. They, they had to stop being yeah. full-time musicians or they were touring yeah. musicians, like really successful touring musicians that had to go to like work. Yeah. They're like laying drywall yeah. right now, you know, or laying concrete. Yeah. And, you know, when they do come back, are the places going to have the budgets to freaking support what you were doing before? Are they going to be able to pay you enough? Is, is the venues even going to be open? Like so many things. And it's going to take, we get on the other side of this, we get COVID under control or whatever you want to say, like whatever control, like it's, it's here to stay. You know, I talked to people in the medical yeah. industry and they're like, listen, it's not ever going to go away. We're, we're, it's going to be another thing. Like we have the flow. Oh, here's the flu or here's mm-hmm. this. That's it's going to become that our kids are never going to, our kids are going to never know what a world was like without COVID. But, yeah. um, you know, like wh- wh- what have you done? What have you done with your life <laughs> in the past? Well, two points. Like there's two points. One, I completely agree that this gave me the time. And I, again, you and I feel nothing but sympathy for people who haven't been able to make a living this year. I know it, it sounds kind of shitty of us to be like, yeah, our lives are great right now. I get, trust me. You and I totally get what people are going through who haven't been lucky. But to your point, what have you done with the last year? So when Mr. Krabs, Mr. Uh, Levine, reduced our pay, he said, hey, because I'm reducing your pay, you don't got to work on Fridays. Take Fridays off. That's, well, that's what I can do right now. I, I, you know, We're going to take a hit financially, work four-day weeks, and take that Friday. So for me, Friday became whiskey day. Like I could go and deliver to Herkimer and Rome and everywhere I had to go, and it gave me a chance to all uh, – the kids were doing school. The wife was doing work. I could just go drive around and make Friday whiskey days. And it was really, really helpful. The other point that you made, and I was, I saw an interview. I've heard a couple of people say this, but I saw an interview with John Taffer the other day who does uh, bar rescue. Oh yeah. And he thinks the same thing. A lot of people think that it's going to be the roar in 20s and people are going to be yeah. so Sis stoked to get out 
and do things that I think it could be even bigger than a Denver bed, you know? Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I haven't heard of those things, but I mean, as long as we know that everyone can kind of pull the trigger, you know, yeah. like, and be safe to get out there. I mean, I mean, luckily our numbers are going down. I think that's partly like people like, holy crap. Okay. We really fucked up during the holidays and yeah. we shouldn't have done yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But now more yeah, and more right. people are getting vaccine vaccinated and, and all that. And it's like, if you can turn out all the noise that comes along with us, whether it be political or the disinformation that is constantly being um, put in around us and just realize that like, I hope people come back out of this with a deeper appreciation, appreciation of what, these things are the arts, the yeah. restaurants, the the shopping, the events. When those things come back, have a deeper appreciation of it and the people that are involved in those things. You know, so I think I think they, I think they will, and I think that to John Dapper's point, he said, if you were a bar that could survive this, a bar or a restaurant that could survive this, you're going to make more money than you ever before because people are going to want to get out and do things. Yeah. And, and there's there's some right. there's some bars and restaurants that have navigated pretty well because they they saw you know and some businesses you know like my friend Paul at, that owns Glazed and Confused the donut place here in Syracuse uh, you know yeah. I stopped down there today and him and I were talking and he's just like Jeez. he goes I he goes I had the biggest year I ever had you know yeah. it's like and he goes and and it's and it enabled me to kind of see another side of the business and how to grow the business but I can still live in that other world it's like. This just gives you an opportunity. It's like money didn't go anywhere. Like that's, here's the thing. When the economy gets screwed up and things like this screw up, money just doesn't disappear. You know, mm-hmm. things don't disappear. They're being, it's, it's more or less shifted. If things are yeah. shifting and while they're shifting, it's, it's very, you know, it's hard to figure out like, Oh my God, am I going to be able to eat? Or am I going to be able to pay these bills? It'll come back around. You just got to wait for it to sort itself out. But when it does, if it's done correctly and you got the people that are you know around you doing the right things, then the money's still there. It just, it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. You know, it didn't go anywhere. And I, I think that's, I, I hope that's what will happen, you know, but I just, yeah. I just hope people this all of a sudden come back. And I mean, cause we saw in the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was like, Oh, we're all in this together and all this in together. And then all of a sudden like June came and you know, yeah. all hell breaks loose. You know, I don't even want to yeah, get into it. Right. It was like, okay. And it was like that for the rest of the year. So it's like, okay. I mean, but I think for the most part, most of us, you know, have that feeling. So, because I I hate to say it, but you know, now that we've had something like this happen, the chances of it happening again are, you know, pretty good. You know, we might have to, yeah. You know, we, we dodged a bullet for about 20 years. If you start thinking about all the other things that have happened, you know, H1N1 swine, swine flu, um, even Ebola. I talked to a friend yeah. last night and she was like, she, she works in the medical industry and she's like, man, she goes, I don't know how scared you were, but us in the medical industry were really freaking out about Ebola like that, mm-hmm. that we luckily. And she's like, she made it a, a little political statement saying that the people that were in charge during Ebola took, took it by the horns and did correctly where you wonder if those yeah. people that were in charge then were in charge of this, we, we'd be still in the same state or not. But, um, you know, it might happen again, but at least we might be better prepared for, you know, like, Hey, this is what's going to happen. All right, everybody will just go back home for a little bit and sort this shit out. Yeah, and if it does, everybody will be able to say, all right, we know, we know the drill now. Right. Everybody do this, finish the this, we'll get to work on this. This is what worked last time. This is what didn't work. Yeah. And hopefully we learn from this because it, I mean, we lived through 
about what we just went through, like how they recite the the the, the nineteen twelve flu and all that. We just lived through one, and in the rearview mirror, it was a big goddamn deal. Right now, it doesn't feel like it. I mean, it feels like it. Yeah, we're but in you're it. gonna look back at this and go, "Oh my god, yeah. I was there. I was in that." Right. No, there, there's gonna be history books, and I mean, whether they're books or not, but there's gonna be lessons taught a hundred thousand years from now. I mean, we, we still talk about the bubonic plague yeah, and what it did to Europe then like that devastated Europe. Like we're talking about, we've never in the history of mankind, even the 1918 Spanish flu was contained on some level because we just, we weren't traveling like, you know, on airplanes and, you know, we weren't, as yeah, connect- yeah. we weren't as connected. It would have been, could you imagine if it was like that? It would be so bad. But like, we've never literally had to have the whole world stop. Not even a world war did what this yeah. pandemic did. So, you know, kind of bringing us back to where we started. It's like, as artists or creatives as, as we are, it's times like these that you have to, you have to shift gears. And I'm, I'm so blessed that I had the ability to do what I did when so many of my fellow musicians and some, especially my people in, that are in the industry side of things, you know, the roadies, the, 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 yeah. the tour bus drivers, those people, like they couldn't turn Twitch on and be like, Hey, you know, I'm, uh-huh. I'm Paul, the tour bus driver for, you know, right. Glenn, exactly. Glenn Fry for 30 years or whatever, you know, and, and do those things. I was lucky enough to be able to turn gears. You know, I'm still like on a ground where like, I'm, I'm, is everything all right? Is everything all right? I mean, thank yeah. thank God I have an accountant that I, I praise, you know, I praise her all the time just because, I mean, she really, if anybody is in self-employment and uh-huh. they really need to make sure that their accountant just isn't a tax person. Right, right, right. They need to have an accountant that really knows what to do when the shit hits the fan. And I was lucky right. enough to have one. Because if I didn't have her and her, her be able like, well, this is why we did your LLC. This is why we did this. This is why we did this. Because when the shit hit the fan, we were able to take advantage of a lot of different things that were there. Whereas a lot of my other musician friends were just like, well, I'm hoping to get unemployment. You know? Yeah, that was a big, that was a big thing for me this year too, now that you say that. And I've always been like, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And this has been a year where I've kind of had to trust other people with things. Like, you know, with, with money. Yeah. I've had to trust my time with money. I've had to trust, you know, a distiller to make a product that I want to put out with my name on it. I had to trust, you know, labelers and bottle manufacturers. And it's it got to a point, you know, where you can't do everything. You've got to trust other people to help you. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and I think that's what we need to do, you know. So, I mean, I know it's it's been a fun year. I mean, on, on a lot of levels, it's been real struggling. But the more I'm, I'm just very blessed on a lot of ways. And when I finally get a chance to kind of like breathe from this and we're kind of, I mean, really on the other side, I would say another two years before I kind of look back and be like, Holy shit. It's like when you have a kid, it's like when you have a kid, those first couple of years and when you, the kid is, you know, a baby and in the diapers until that kid kids kind of gets a preschool, it's a blur. And now that your kids are growing and my, now my daughter is seven years old. I look back and I'm like, Holy crap. And my ex-wife and I were talking the other day about some things and she's like man do you remember this 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 and i'm like man that, that seems so far away but what perspective that you have now that you're out of it you know and i think that's going to be the same way when we get on the other side of this. it's going to be a couple of years and i mean the financial and economic impacts of this the covid will be cleared up but the economic side of things is going to take a little while for 
everybody to, you know, I don't know, rebound in a way. I guess. And to your credit too, it's, it's fascinating because you'll, you're going to look back at this. I didn't really do anything that my life very, didn't change very much. I mean, I still go into the radio show and I do the radio show. All I did is add another thing and make whiskey, but it's like the, 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 kind of the metaphor I see for you is you owned a successful pizzeria and then pizza became illegal <laughs> and you're like, Oh shit. All right. Well, I'm going to go make cheeseburgers. Then. And you're going to look back at this and go, wow, I was able to not even miss a step. I just opened up another restaurant and succeeded at doing that. Yeah. You know, when you take a step back and look at what you did, you, you, your entire livelihood became illegal. <laughs> and you had to find a way to do what you do, and you did it. Yeah, and I mean, it's still and it's still on a lot of levels, it's still illegal. You know, like it's yeah. still illegal for me to do certain things. But you know, like the weddings are going to be back this year. But you know, the guy that I do weddings with, and this is the last year I'm doing weddings. Last year was supposed to be the last year I was doing weddings. I'm kind of done right. with those, and you know, I was heading out that way. But now I got to take 2020 and dip it into 2021. And him and I are mm -hmm. like even the wedding industry is like, I'm like, man, when we're done, I mean, cause people ask me like, well, you know, what about 2022? And you know, they're looking forward and I'm just like, I, and they're like, do you got anybody suggest in the wedding business? I'm like, I have no idea what the wedding business is going to look like on the other side of this. I have no right. friggin' idea. Cause there's people now that are like, well, we're just getting married and we're just going to have a backyard party. And we're just going to like, things are, it, it's forever changed. And if, if, if something, the institution emerge and what we always saw, I mean, it's changed a little bit, but I mean, it's really, Go to the church, cocktail hour, dinner hour, reception. That, 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 that's, those are gone. You'll see some of some yeah. of that, but that, it's going to be so different. And then we're going to be these dance zones, and there's going to be all this other stuff that comes along with it. But it's like, man, I'm cool. I'm cool. I'm like, I have, I, you know, am I going to be a Twitch superstar forever? No, but I might have prolonged my career a little bit because I could be an older guy on there and be all right, mm -hmm. you know, because the one thing that I've noticed now that we're getting back to Twitch a little bit is that now the older people are starting to find Twitch, you know, even yeah. last night, one of my buddies is like, I finally figured out how to use this thing. You know, like every week there's somebody like my friend in Chicago, she's like, Oh my God, I finally got on here. This is the best thing. Like me and my friends are sitting here watching you on TV and all these people I don't get to see. And then I'm talking with them. And, and now that that my fan base that I was like, how do I get my Facebook people over to Twitch? And, People are asking me all the time. I'm like, stop bothering. Just post that you're over on Twitch and stop trying to get them. They'll get over there eventually, you know? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like you can only you can only lead the horse to water. You know, it's, they're going to come. They're going to come. I mean, I still have plenty of people. I have, I have boss lady at work who's like, yeah, I got a Twitch account yet. I don't know what's going on over there. There's some people that just can't wrap their heads around it. And you can really push and push and push. The, the people that are finding it, they're finding it. Both of our numbers are growing for a reason. More people are finding it. Right. And our job is just to put out content that people want to make time for. And hopefully they keep making time for it. Well, that's, that's what well, I, I go at the heart of it. They're like, well, what is Twitch? I go, it's TV. I go, there's a reason why it's Twitch TV. And they're like, well, what is it? I'm like, I have a TV channel. I'm CBS. Yeah. I'm Fox. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm TV and I create content. And they're like, well, what do you do on there? I'm like, well, most of the time I'm just playing music, but I tell stories and, you know, I've had, right. I've had a couple cooking streams, you know, where they've been pretty yeah. successful. And, you know, now people are like, well, when you go get your next tattoo, cause I got to get a, a tattoo 
a Twitch tattoo that we all came up with because of one of my right. streams. I got to go get that. So right, we're going right. to stream that. And it's like, you're just giving people content. And it was like, yeah. I go, that's all it is. And I go, you can start going down the rabbit hole. And every day there's like more and more, like sometimes I go on there and I'm like, Oh my God, there's somebody like, you know, crocheting or somebody cooking. There's somebody, you know, you know, painting. There's just like whatever yeah. you want. It's on there. And you know, you just got to kind of filter through some garbage every once in a while, just like right. everything else. Right. But I don't know, man, it's been pretty cool. And I, I mean, on the other side is I'm really glad that I got my podcast thing back up i i'm hoping maybe yeah. road will give me a I, I gave them a big shout out in the beginning of this because they really are making the best product for a podcaster on the planet with this yeah. thing you know so yeah they do a great job you know so we're 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 there but all right man we'll wrap this up and like i said to everybody you know um i mean we could sit here and bust on people's but i mean we could talk about what we talk about in text but i think that would probably ruin us all together. Yeah, we get a lot of trouble. We get a lot of trouble. <laughs> but I think anybody can say that, you know, it's like when you're inside, yeah, your, yeah. when you're inside your fishbowl and you're inside of people, but it's, it's what keeps you sane at the same time. It's like, mm -hmm. you're not necessarily that, but you're just like, man, what is going on? So, um, but you know, the podcast is back. Uh, I got, I got, I think I got a list of like 26 people already lined up. Oh, it's going to be awesome. You know? And like I said, well, in the beginning of this, if I can grab a couple sponsors, you know, and help pay for this. I mean, they're, they're, I mean, Joe Rogan puts out two podcasts a week. I could do two book, two podcasts a week because I'm afraid yeah. that I'm going to get these people. I'm going to interview them and it's going to be six months before the, the episode airs, you know, and it, uh, some of it will be irrelevant, you know? So it's like, I want to stay on top of that. I mean, that's the best thing about listening to Rogan is that Rogan's on top of shit. He puts out yeah, his content. You got to get, get it out, you know, because then it starts getting dated. So, yeah. All right, man, I'm going to do my little wrap up and, uh, dude, appreciate you being the first guy back to pop the cherry once again. So my pleasure, dude. We'll talk again. All right, buddy. Take care. All right, buddy. All right. All right. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. That was episode, what did I say? 24 of the just Joe podcast. It's back. It was really good to be able to talk to, to Josh because, um, I, I don't know where I would be without Josh you know, uh, I would still be trudging along, but he was a, he's been a huge influence on me to get into this side of, you know, whether it's radio or podcasting and everything like that. It was a huge supporter of me being able to get out over onto the side and really push me like, dude, you, you have something that people want to listen to. So he gave me a chance to be on K rock, which I'll be back on eventually. Uh, he gave me the chance to, to get this podcast going. He's really been the one, uh, and he was instrumental in me getting to Twitch and not just, Hey, you need to be on Twitch. I'm like, literally the first day that I, I streamed on Twitch was March 14th of 2020. Um, he's him and I spent like literally about four or five hours on the phone that day, literally setting up how to Twitch. So how you do this part, this, all the technical stuff that you guys don't know about. We did all that. And for months and months, he's been my, even to this day, he's my, my, my go-to guy on some stuff. He's not as, he's not as there because I think I kind of outgrew parts of what I did in Twitch, but I mean, I wouldn't be where I am now. So it was an honor to have him on the show. Um, make sure that you guys check out weekday whiskey. There will be links in all the socials uh, to be able to, to click on that. If you live in something, New York, you, there's like, I think he said what 13 or 14 different liquor stores that are carrying it. Now you can also click on the link for weekday whiskey. You can order it if you're in New York state and have it shipped to you. And I know at some point the plan is to get it out 
to the entire country. Cause I know that, you know, shipping booze is, there's a lot of laws and, and stuff that come along with it. So uh, be patient with that. Follow it on the social medias. Anyways, you could always, here's the other thing. You could always have somebody in New York, get it for you. If you have a friend in New York, buy it for you and then have a mail it to you as a gift. Uh, it's really great stuff. Um, I'm a huge whiskey fan. So is Josh. I drink a lot of scotches and whiskeys and bourbons and it's solid shit, man. I'm proud of my buddy. I'm proud of what he's been able to accomplish. And I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for Josh because again, I don't know where I would be without my buddy. So everybody be good, be safe. We're back next week. I don't know who I'm going to have. You guys are just going to have to wait and see. Tune in and welcome back to the Just Joe Podcast. Take care.